Hello, everybody, and welcome back to season two, episode three of the Guiding Waiting Room. I'm Bri. I'm Grace. So it's actually been like two weeks since we've recorded. Yeah, because we recorded like one in advance. Because G had her surgery. I did, yeah. I am. Are you recovering, my babe? All right. I'm pretty sure I have an infection in one of my wounds, which is great because they put glue on them and the glue didn't do ethyl. So um, basically, I just had open wounds, but the other ones hit like close together with steri strips. But this one on my left side is just horrendous. It's just not doing. It's like open. It's crazy. So now it's got infected. So that's nice. Still a bit sore. I started um, probably not the wisest decision, but I started a new job. When I was one week post-op, I'm now one and a half weeks. But yeah, I started a new job this Monday. Yeah, it's all right because it's an office job. So I'm just sitting down um, and we're going to talk a bit yeah. more about work in a bit. That's kind of like part of this episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so probably not the wisest idea because like when I am when I get home, I am in a bit of pain. But it's not as, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And it's not as bad as it would have been if I went back to my other job, which was m- much more yeah. physical. Um, so yeah. Yeah. All good, just getting it's there. Good. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Proud was, of you. You're smashing it. I was pretty dead on the first week. I'm not gonna lie. Like that first week after yeah, surgery you... is like hell, isn't it? Like you're yeah, not even really alive. Like you're just out of it that whole time. <laughs> you're just out of it. You're just yeah. dosed up a normal. Literally, yeah, yeah, for sure. That was me. And I literally was just in bed like all day, continuously. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, you have a few months now where and they'll kindly fuck off yeah exactly um, um helps that they put me on dino dress which i don't know if anybody's heard of but it's a new kind of treatment that has only just come over to the uk it's not generally new it's been in like the us and europe for quite a while um and it basically is supposed to slow like the growth of endometriosis so it's meant to like lengthen the time in between surgeries so they put me on that um it was quite easy for me to get actually but i found out like it costs like thirty pound the medication. Like, how crazy is that? Jeez. Like, for one for for twenty twenty eight days, I think it is. So it's Jesus. like twenty eight pills. Um, yeah. So I'm just going like to take that. NHS. I know, I know. Um, so yeah, it's um, I'm on that now, and hopefully that'll give me a bit bit more a bit more relief, really. So we'll see. Yeah, we can hope. Two individuals for this episode. My angle is not the best, but um, <laughs> I'm currently. What day is it? Like day nine? A flare up, yeah. Into a flare up, which is probably the worst flare up I've had in a very long time. Um, but I, I kind of feel a bit better today, actually. Good. I am um, only taking Oromorph <coughs> three times today. That's good. I know. That's so, good. Well done. Yeah. I know. I'm proud of myself. Um, but TMI, we we know there's no TMI over on here, but um, I finally did a shit today. Well done. Thank you so much. That was uh, nine days. But anyway, today we thought we would kind of do a bit of a catch up because um, we've spoken a lot about our endo and stuff recently, but not really about us. So we've had a little bit of a catch up there about G surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to, I've got a few questions that people have asked us over on Instagram. Um, I'm going to start off really easy. Loads of people just asking like, how old we are where are we from which i think we covered in season one like the first episode but we haven't yeah. really no, come back to it so yeah. i'm 22 and i'm from somerset lovely, lovely. i am 22 Ooh. and i am from west sussex so yeah little village Big in west, west sussex. sussex 
Big up West Ooh. Sussex. And yeah. another question that I think we definitely answered in season one, but you know, any I think we've got quite a new like few listeners now. Yeah. Um, is what's your Starbucks order, Grace? Well, it's one of two. Um, well, actually, one of three. I'd give say. us all three because I've got yeah. two right now. Yeah. So I'd say like in the summer, I love a pink coconut refresher. That's yeah. like a lovely one. That's like no, not a coffee one. But then coffee it wise, like, it is a bit like soap though. I don't think that. I actually like that taste, but maybe because I love Ooh, coconut. Yummy soap. Yummy soap. Yummy soap. And then I'd say I love an iced decaf iced latte with coconut milk and vanilla syrup. Um, and I probably would still get that now. I'm actually craving one. I've been craving one for ages. I need to go and get one. But um, yeah, I probably would still have that in this weather because I bloody love it. But if it is really cold, I'll have the hot version of that. So decaf latte with coconut milk and vanilla syrup. So oh that's mine. I love that for you. I know. So I kind of flip between two and then because it's pumpkin spice season, I am punk- partial to pumpkin spice latte, but it's got to be a hot one. Mm-hmm. Cold ones. I need to try the one from Starbucks. I don't think I've ever had the one from Starbucks. It is good. I always have to put sugar in it though because it's still a bit like yeah, not right. Bitter. Or at Christmas is a gingerbread latte. I love a gingerbread two. latte, mm. but it can only be at Christmas. Like yeah, yeah, definitely. And then my other two is an iced white chocolate mocha, banging drink. And at the moment, I'm really loving. I think they're calling it like a sunset or something like a mm, sunset yeah. tea but basically it's peach iced tea with strawberry syrup yeah which is nice. so fucking good like if you gorgeous. like iced tea gorgeous gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> um so yeah that's mine nice. i love that question what's yours are you like a coffee drinker yeah coffee tea iced tea i'm uh, a tea drinker at home i'm a tea drinker at home like through yeah. and through yeah same like I wouldn't get up and get myself a coffee at home. I don't really know why. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't taste the same though, does it really? Maybe like an iced coffee because I have yeah. coffee machines. Just maybe like an iced coffee, but I wouldn't ever like go and make a hot coffee. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's just not it for me. But uh, when you go, I think when you go out, if you get a tea, it's, it's a bit of a waste to be honest. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if I'm going to go out, I'll get a Starbucks. Definitely. Coffee. There's some really weird questions that someone asked me about driving. <laughs> and if we drive <laughs> and someone put if you drive if you do have you ever been in a car crash that is a really weird question but but yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yes both, and actually. yes and yes we both drive and yes we both have been in car accidents neither of which were our fault though no we weren't fun fact i know, know. i mean we both if... have little, little black cars as well we do black now cars. yeah so no I mean, if that if that's what you want to know, then no. Then I have a black Clio. Yeah, <laughs> I have a black Clio. Re- so, <laughs> Such a weird question. Like, know, you can stalk us now. Weird. Do you yeah. want to know my fucking number plate as well? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't even know my number plate. Um, I hate when you go to like the pay thingies. Oh yeah, and it asks you to put your number plate in. So I'm like. Yeah. I'm lucky because I've got my personalised ones. So oh, yeah, plus bitch with her personalised number plate. <laughs> I actually don't like it because I feel like people know who I am now and it scares me. They're like, hey, that's Grace. Exactly. That's Grace for a beep, beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. 
Okay, so that's kind of like all the questions I had. A bit, of, bit of a weird mix there. That's really weird. I had other questions like, "What do you do for work?" Stuff like that. But we're about to talk about that. I already yeah. did have one actually. Um, let me head over to the Gynae Waiting Room Instagram. The Gynae Waiting Room. If you're not following us already, you guys have proper got involved this week, which we love. You've been amazing recently. You have. You've, your support's been literally incredible. Yeah, it has been. So one of them was, what's the worst thing someone's ever said to you about your chronic illness? Mm-hmm. I just genuinely think it's when people just don't want to understand. Yeah, it is, yeah. Definitely. Like, when they just, when they just try to feel like, you know, like, when they're like, oh, yeah, I really understand. Then the next minute they're like, well, it can't be that painful. Yeah, I know. That's just really frustrating because I like basically suggesting that they know how it feels and then contradicting themselves. Which- Dating someone new. When is the right time to say you have endo? Please help. Mm-hmm. And I like, I don't mm. know if this is controversial, but I think like from the get go, like, yeah, if you're dating someone and it's not just, you know, so they can dip their dick in yeah. use of better terms. Yeah. Like, if you're actually dating them and you see a future of them, like ASAP. Like, yeah, exactly. If you're, if you, if you really like them or you mm-hmm. like are interested in, seeing where things go with them in my opinion to protect yourself why would you not say it to begin with because you don't want to get to the point where you're almost yeah. in love with them and then you say oh by the way I've got this and they go I can't deal with that and then yeah you're just heartbroken sure. so just be honest like I'm date I'm dating someone new at the moment and I was pretty honest from start she has a chronic illness as well so like I feel like that really helped actually like yeah it's not something that I've ever experienced in like a dating situation but someone that literally like goes through obviously not endometriosis but goes through something very similar like chronic pain yeah it's so different she just gets it yeah um, definitely I think yeah just be honest just from the get-go really yeah just say and also like you're in it for the long run exactly and also like if if that's not what you want then that's fine but obviously that's our advice like don't don't feel like you can't say something that is important to you and your life and your future yeah exactly you've got a yeah you've got like if they're in it for the long run you know yeah and and hopefully like they'd they if they're interested in you too they'd take it off their own back to then go and research and find out about it and Literally. be a bit understanding as well i just think that like if you're not honest and it comes up in conversation like if they're meeting your friends or something then it comes up in conversation yeah they might feel a bit just, blindsided yeah like, yeah definitely it's just a bit awkward i know it? that if i met someone and like you know i was honest or if i didn't have a chronic illness and then it came that they had what i would feel a bit like yeah, exactly. Why didn't you tell me that? Yeah. I don't know if that's just us because we no, go through yeah. it. But... Yeah, definitely. So I think from the get-go. Another one is painful sex and how it affects relationships. But we spoke about that episode one. Yeah, episode season two, episode one. So head over All about, to that episode. about sex. So yeah. yeah. But again, just communication, I think. Yeah, definitely. For a short answer. Um. Yeah, and then... For the long answer, go and listen to that one. Go and listen to that po- that episode. That was a good episode. That was a good episode. That was our our first episode back. That was our first episode of just us two. Yeah, and season two, and it was, and it was good. It was great. So today's episode, we're going to talk all about working, chronic illness, social life, kind of balancing mm-hmm. how it all goes together and how it doesn't. Those go things. Together. <laughs> 
So we asked a few polls over on our Instagram, a few stories. Um, and I was going to read out some of the first ones before we get into it. Just mm-hmm. to see like, the mix of people we kind of have here. So yeah, we kind of asked people over on our Instagram what kind of jobs they do with chronic illnesses. Um, or not. They don't have a chronic illness. They just want to get involved, which is pretty fine. Yeah. Um, so we've got things like marketing assistant, recruitment administrator, insurance claims, admin for a GP practice. That's quite cool. Medical technician, management and HR. We've got student nurse, veterinary nurse, nursery nurse, HCA. Obviously, I'm a nursing associate at HCA. G has started her new job. As she said, I've started my new which job, is, which is I am a marketing and sales assistant. There you go. Um, yeah. So those are sort of the mix that we had, sort of anything within that realm. So it's quite yeah. good. We've got quite a wide... Yeah, a wide spectrum of... So yeah, we asked people what kind of hours they work. Um, so 74% was full-time, which really surprised me, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just shows that even though we have these illnesses, we've still got to work. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and then... This one actually really shocked me. And it was, I put a poll on it, is your work understanding of your chronic illness? Yeah. And I thought we'd kind of have a good split, but we didn't. 100% of people that voted said yes. Really? Which has really shocked me. That has really shocked me because I would say that... (laughs) in my experience, not in this role, because obviously I'm brand new to it and I haven't had any experiences yet um, about it. But in my all my previous roles, I wouldn't say 100% yes. I would say I occasionally, but majority of the time, no. Like, my job now, yeah, 100%. Like, I've literally been off work for nine days now and my manager's mentioned me every day to see how I am. Yeah. I'm not a, how are you when you back? Like a genuine, yeah, like, exactly, yeah. how are you doing? How are you feeling sort of thing? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's crazy. That that really shocked me. Yeah, that is shocking. But I mean, but I mean, good, good that you're working. Good, yeah, literally, one hundred percent. Like, can all jobs work that, please? Yeah, exactly. And then the next one I did was, does your work make adaptations for you? Because I Mm -hmm. thought that'd be really interesting. Yeah, definitely. You know, to know. Yeah, and we only got six percent of people saying no. Yeah, which again. That's, That's surprising, really yeah. Yeah, we literally had most people, or bar one, yeah, say that's... say yes, which is amazing. Yeah, that um, is amazing. I'm just going to hop to the next one is, what are they? So we have people going, I currently work from home, which mm-hmm. I think is a big thing. Like, if I could work from home, genuinely think I'd actually get more done sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, like, your you're in your own comfortable area so if you are having a flare-up or you are having a hard day you know that you're in your comfortable area where you can literally yeah. if you're gonna if you, if you need to take your medication you can take it and have like a sit down for 10 minutes for it to you know mm. to feel better or have a breather or go and get something to eat if you feel like you've got low blood blood sugar or something like you, there's always ways yeah to it. um so yeah someone put i currently work from home i'm allowed to take any breaks required to manage up my flare-ups good um, babe sarah put working from home yeah we love that um flexible hours which i love like i feel like some things are different in some jobs so obviously i work in healthcare so i can't really yeah i can't work my job i literally can't work from home um 
and then they allow me to do more admin work when I'm in pain or tired, mm-hmm. which is nice. And then someone that works in a nursery is I don't have to do heavy lifting if I'm in pain, which is good. Um, yeah. I feel like I love that in my job. Sorry, I can't help change that person's power today because I'm in pain. Yeah, I'd I literally get laughed yeah. at. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, being able to switch roles with someone who and sit down and reduce the pressure, which is nice. Yeah, and then I love this one because it's something that I want to talk to my manager about. Um, change my day off to midweek, which I recently went from three days a week to five days a week, mm-hmm. which I thought was the best option for me, but I kind of struggled by the last two days. Yeah, it's a big jump, isn't it? I think, especially so when you're kind not of, well. Yeah, so I'm kind of contemplating talk to my manager about possibly going back down to four days a week and yeah. then having like a Wednesday off or yeah, something. Yeah, because it's a break like, in the middle. So you know each time you only have to get like two days through two, two days. days. Yeah. 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 Um so that's nice. Um yeah, so that's sort of really good applications. I know for my job I can try to sit down and I can mm-hmm. kind of say to one that I'm working with, listen, I'm having a bit of a flare up. I literally keep a heat pad in my drawer at work mm-hmm. um they're actually the ones that we use to heat patients hands up to cannulate but we've got so many i kind of stole one and put one in my drawer but i honestly must use it all the time um and i literally sit on the desk it's my desk now that's got the plug closest to it so i can literally plug it in just sit there yeah. um, and i'll sit there and i'll do like some admin sort of sort yeah. of jobs if i'm having a flare-up obviously i can't do that every day <clears throat> staffing and stuff but yeah so I um, obviously used to work for the NHS. So working from home because I was in a, like a physical patient facing role wasn't really a possibility at all. But in my new job, part and parcel of like leaving the NHS and coming into this new role or new career even was purely to be able to have the opportunity to work from home. So as I'm new, I'm not working from home majority like much of the week it's only one day at the moment but yeah it's going to be up to two days so once I've settled in so that's for me that's such a big a big thing and I hope that it will work well with my condition and I think it really will as well yeah definitely Um, and the next sort of power pot and again which really shocked me and surprised me um was do you feel comfortable talking about your chronic illness to your colleagues slash like manager yeah and again we had 92% 92% of people say yes. Which is really good. Which is really good because I know in my job now, 100%. Um, but I think part of the reason why is I work in the NHS. I work yeah, exactly. in yeah. I work in an oncology, hematology like, clinic. So yeah. we have a lot of people come in that have had endometriosis, you know. And mm-hmm. So a lot of my, my patients have endo or have other chronic illnesses. So my colleagues kind of have to understand because yeah exactly yeah they're dealing with patients with it yeah um yeah so my work have to be understanding kind of of any chronic illness um Mm -hmm. and I work with someone that also has a chronic illness so I feel like I really feel safe talking to her about it when we're having a bad day we kind of talk to each other about it yeah which is really helpful yeah that is helpful I um, am I would say at the moment obviously I've just started a new job so but they're aware that I have a chronic illness like the people who need to know um and it's very yeah. different like in the role I'm in now because it's it's built up of so many different roles and people all over the world really so you know as a whole 
whole company I probably wouldn't yeah. be telling everyone or they need to even be understanding but for like my immediate like managers and seniors obviously they're aware and that they've all been really supportive yeah. and understanding so far but obviously we'll just have to see see how that goes and yeah. how I feel comfortable if, you know if I feel I, I probably will feel comfortable talking to them about it but we'll just get to that when it comes to it I think yeah exactly it's it's a new thing at the moment isn't it yeah um so then I kind of thought let's ask people you know let's dip our what are some positive things you've been told at work about your chronic illness mm-hmm. um and one of them really made me a bit emotional to be honest yeah and it was they did a yellow day in March to raise money for Endo UK I think that's I feel like so amazing that's so sweet and so amazing like yeah I feel like it's just really so inclusive isn't it like it makes you feel really included and really like noticed and like I don't and know they raised 731 pounds which yeah, is amazing that is amazing um yeah. I it's literally incredible I know when I did my thing for Sands UK everyone was like why are you doing that and it yeah. was sort of like a oh I'm doing it because I want to but it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't really that that well supported you know yeah but I think that's literally amazing like the, yeah, they've gone amazing. out of their way to do a whole a whole day for endo that's yeah that's really good yeah I like literally that. incredible um another one was my boss is very understanding especially with upcoming IVF treatments which I think well it's, it's, it's what really you need good. yeah exactly it's, it's, and it's another a one difficult was, time isn't it so you need another to... one I don't know it might be a big one. another one um a friend Lucy put this give me time off my appointments mm-hmm. which I thought which I thought that's normal isn't it like they have to but until yeah. I have my recent gardening appointment and my manager was like we're already short staff that day you can't have off yeah like so I had, I had to find someone to work my shift so I could go to my yeah. appointment yeah even crazy, though my appointment was cancelled it's really really bizarre like yeah so in my know, old so... job I literally had to take like holiday for my appointments like even yeah. if the appointment was over like over the phone or even if it was like my appointment was at the end of the day I'd have to take like half mm. an hour annual leave or something it was ridiculous like it just doesn't really make much sense to me like no it doesn't majority of the time you're so working overtime one. anyway like so you should probably deserve to have some time back to be able to go to appointments that are important for you yeah and I thought you had to legally let someone go to an appointment yeah before, and I think it's not. different if you like work part-time and they're like oh well I, you should probably get your appointments on the days that you're not yeah you're not in which is i understand but if you work full-time there's no other time to really get appointments other than in especially the if you work monday to friday yeah exactly like we yeah. do yeah i don't know because if you told me like six months ago i'd be like oh i thought that was normal practice but obviously yeah not. no so now i had to physically get one of our part-timers to change their day yeah so they could work it so i could have it off but i didn't even want the whole day off i literally no. just wanted and i had to take it as my health and well-being day which some people use that health and wellbeing day to go to the fucking spa, and I'm using my yeah, to go to the fucking gynecology office. Fuck <laughs> off. Um, some of them was like supportive managers. That's good. Checking on me, let me go home early if I need to. That's good. Which is good. We like that. Yeah. Always asking how I am, listening. Oh, I love people that listen. Yeah. Um, that's asking about pain levels which is really good actually i think that's good because they're obviously trying to like check in and see see if they can help or see how you're managing if they can do anything to again make adaptations for you to find find it a bit easier 100 percent um and then i put like the negative side of it and um 
I know she might be saying this, but Sarah Vassendo, I love her to pieces. Mm-hmm. She's from Sweden. And I'm trying to get her to move to the UK. <laughs> but she um, went through a really horrible time with her job, actually. And her colleagues were just like, really not understanding. And they would make like little snide remarks to her, like, oh, you're lazy, work from home. And mm-hmm. But now her manager's letting her work from home full time, which is really nice. Yeah. So she doesn't have to go into the office anymore. And at the end of the day, if the just... manager says that's okay, like the colleagues just need to back off. Like, at the end yeah. of the day, like, you don't know what someone's going through. Like, you don't know someone through and through. So just, like, we wouldn't... Like, you think, like, I don't think I would ever even... It would ever even cross my mind to be like that about somebody. So I don't know why. Oh, literally. Yeah. 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 So. Um, and then someone put, if I'm ill, they'll give me an hour or two to be off, but then expect me to be back. Yeah, that's tough. Which I just want to roll my eyes that. Yeah, literally. Because- it's like, like you it's like when they when you like leave work like an hour before your shift ends and you're like i'm in so much pain and you like you've been sick or like you're crawling yeah. out of the door and they're like oh so we're gonna see you tomorrow then and you're like probably not no like but then in the other times of that i know i've left work like an hour before because i'm like if i don't go home now and take meds now and get into bed now yeah like i won't be fit for tomorrow so i think like yeah you know sometimes you've got to leave you know to make sure yeah definitely yeah um and then obviously the obvious, it might be fixed when you have a baby. Yeah. Fact that. check. That doesn't Fact fucking work. It's not fucking true. Fact check. It's untrue. But it's fucking not. A colleague who said I was walking went off six. We should have been at work. Like, yeah, obviously sometimes we we struggle to get out there because we hurt so much. But we can, sometimes we we can physically go to the toilet or go and get ourselves a drink or pop to the pharmacy because we need to go to the pharmacy or maybe you live you've on, had that before maybe you live on your own so you've got to pop out and get some food to eat that night like so Literally. what doesn't mean you're okay like as as anyone with a chronic illness knows especially chronic illnesses that are invisible like we hide it really well but that doesn't mean it's not 100%. hard and heavy to carry like it's it's a nightmare so yeah that's so annoying yeah literally um and then I sort of went on to the work social life balance so I feel like my work life social life balance is fucking shit yeah so it's mine um so like this week obviously I've been off work Mm -hmm. and I've literally done nothing apart from being in bed all week and I've not seen anyone apart from Lindsay um yeah but you know like it's that sort of thing that like if I am to go away at the weekend yeah like it's that sort of thing of like well I should be able to do that because yeah for me yeah that's and it's just like do you prioritize your work or do you prioritize well that's the thing isn't it because like I find I'm I'm not I don't know at the moment what my work social life balance is going to be like with this new job and I hope it'll be better but in my previous job I spent all of my energy on going to work and then I'd get home from work and be like right time to just go to bed or time to just relax now like or I need to take yeah. pain relief and I'm in pain so I need to chill out so I never ever did anything after work like very very rarely did anything after work and if I did I'd be exhausted like so exhausted at whenever wherever I was if I was going for dinner I'd literally just be exhausted I wouldn't be like 100% yeah exactly in the moment. no yeah and I feel like that as well like especially like the weekend you always have to have one day to fucking recover yeah exactly yeah and it's just it's not it's not the life of being 22 years old like no it's not it's not fun um so a lot of people said have no social life endo's taken it away from me Mm -hmm. work wears me out too much i would cancel plans regularly sometimes i don't get invited 
go, go ride out because of they know it and it's just yeah. that sort of like a lot of people would say they just don't have a social life or yeah. they have to work it works great at the moment due to being part-time which is literally like goes back to it but then like I can't afford to work part-time and yeah, it's very exactly, much like yeah. it's just like I wish there was an easier way around it yeah but definitely not. yeah um but no I literally <clears throat> no I don't know exactly. so if anybody has any answers about yeah. how to get any advice social life pop it over or just any way. friends to be honest <laughs> yeah she is my only friend <laughs> Quality over quantity is, talking, is what I say. She lives three and a half hours away. Yeah. So. Quality over quantity. A hundred percent. And I think that's what's nice about our friendship. Is I can literally be in the worst flare-up but still want to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. It's just but, like, other like, friends will like, text me in a flare-up and I'll literally just ignore it. Because yeah, because like, it's just effort. I just, don't want, I just yeah. don't want to sit here and be like, pretend to be okay like yeah. with UG, I can literally ring you while I'm like high yeah. on morphine. Yeah, sometimes we'll literally just sit on FaceTime together like dead but it just be like chatting and but it's not like hard to chat like it's just talking about like no how we feel and stuff so it's just easy but like i feel like we could literally talk forever i'm not yeah out exactly talk about anyway. yeah so then i put this question which i really liked actually and i kind of wanted ideas myself so yeah definitely that is why a podcast is helpful it is um, yeah it says dealing with flare-ups at work so at my work i have a desk and in my desk drawer i've got a heat pad I've mm-hmm. got peppermint tea bags. What else mm-hmm. have I got? I've got peppermint tablets. I've got a little med- medicine bag that I have to like take home with me every day because I'm actually got to work. Yeah. What else have I got in there? Like some, I think I've got like some plain crisps and some plain biscuits in there. Mm-hmm. And my mug because I get really fucking pissed off if anybody else uses my yeah, mug. Yeah, I get what so you fucking, mean. Yeah. So yeah. fucking unhygienic. Yeah. Um. So that's what I have at work and I call it my little flare up drawer. And. I mean, there's paracetamol ibuprofen in there, but you know, like that—that's my go-to drawer. You know? Yeah, I um, I don't have a little drawer at the moment or anything, but now I've got a, my own desk. It's definitely something that I'm gonna gonna look into. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna fill it up with lots of fun things. Gonna put a little hot, a mini hot water bottle in there. I love some that. Pain relief, some tea bags, peppermint tea bags, and what else gonna fit in there? I think you should get a mug with my face on it. I might do. Maybe that's really a good idea, actually. I know Thank I'm you. getting you for Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, you might get some ideas now. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I'm put working from home means I can be in my pyjamas with my heat pads on and be as miserable as I like. Yeah, I And love I like that. that. Yeah, I love, I love that, that because sometimes I think the worst part of going to work is not the pain it's like yeah. the emotional and social battery that it fucking drains yeah and I feel like that's literally going to be me tomorrow like I'm so tired like after getting back back to work and starting a new job after surgery that I literally I know tomorrow like when I'm working from home I'll literally just be here like with my heat pad with my comfies on nice fluffy blanket just love it oh anyone in particular anyone in particular what blanket yeah yeah my teddy blanket from you Aww. it's so soft Aww. so soft i bought you a, a blanket i saw in nasda and it had little bears on it and they kind of look a bit like love yeah toast. they do yeah it's cute so i, I sent it. i sent g a little get well soon package yeah it, yeah it was so lovely um someone put a hot water bottle tens machine a comfy chair pain megs and regular breaks mm-hmm. again you can have a little tens machine in there my uv yeah yeah, my UV. 
have my little Mayubi in them. We love Mayubi. Yeah, we do. And then someone put heat slash cold packs, pain relief, go home early if I can't mind your full shift, and always make sure I have medication and a charge tent machine. Yeah. Do you feel like you can't work towards your career goals because of your chronic illness? 42% of people said no, which makes you really sad because I feel like that sometimes. Like, yeah. my dream is to be an uh, nurse. That yeah. is my dream. And I just feel like if I literally can't manage a clinic five days a week. Yeah. But then I've been thinking about it a lot lately and I feel like I managed a lot better when I did 12-hour shifts because I feel yeah. like... Because you had less days, but longer. Days. I only worked like yeah. three, three, three days, days and a half yeah. day a week, yeah. which is like, what, four days a week. But because they're longer, I don't know. Yeah. And then you get like... But I feel like by the time you wake up in the morning... Yeah. Like I wake up at like half six, seven. Yeah. So I get to work, go to work and then finish work. I'm home at like six. So it's basically yeah. 11 hour a day anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I might as well just work the extra. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely like looking at the moment. Not because I don't love my job because I absolutely adore my job. But yeah. maybe just something that's a bit easier on, yeah. so on that my you end can, You can kind of flex, flex around what's going to work for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, we kind of got a mixed like yes you can't work towards it and no people like they can which is a bit sad yeah I feel like um, I had to leave what I thought would be my forever career yeah recently so obviously that's that was quite hard but in other ways I had always not just because of my endometriosis but I'd always thought you know is this really what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm such a person that I'm always thinking about like I'm always thinking about the negatives and thinking about well maybe I'm not in the right situation maybe I'm not in the right place um yeah. and now the job that I'm in now obviously we'll see how it goes but it's feeling a lot more po- I'm feeling a lot more positive about it a lot more motivated for it yeah for sure so that's good and I said one thing do you enjoy your job and we got 88% of people said yes which I love yeah I love good. that we love that you enjoy your we job. love people yeah we love people that enjoy their job hello guys welcome back I mean it's the same episode for you different day for us we had to take a little a little break, <laughs> a little commercial advert for a few days because I think I mentioned last time that I was in the midst of a probably the worst flare up I've had in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's now a week later, I want to say. Yeah. Um, so really sorry that we didn't go live on Sunday. I have spent the last, I think, two weeks. Is it two weeks? Yeah, I'd say so. Throwing my guts up after everything met it. And um, we took a little break last time and then I just started chundering. Um, so that was great. I but think anyway, um, feeling- I think like that just it's part of it like it's just part and parcel isn't isn't it of the podcast and that's yeah. like the reason why we're doing this is to to show you you guys that you know it's yeah. so normal for these things to happen um in any time it, um, it doesn't discriminate against time it can happen whenever so it can literally happen whenever whatever so yeah I feel like it's been a week um this is kind of like two in one yeah so do you know exactly. we'll have a catch up with this week quickly um yeah. so i just spent the last five days in bed um not doing anything um apart from chundering it's Love been a it. great week but grace yeah. smashing our new job yeah. um so yeah like thank you for the the love over on it's uh, on our instagram we i did put a little post over on our instagram just to say i wasn't very well and you might have like messages i got off of that onto yeah. my actual endo account was really nice so um yeah. I literally have not opened most of them because looking at a phone screen is maybe one of them. Um, <laughs> 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 um, 
<laughs> but yeah, no, we're good. We're good. We're we're back fighting fit, kind of. Um, so trying to. I'm still not back to work. I'm still not back to work, but that's a different story. Um, but no, we've been good. So I think where we left off last time is we were going through some questions that we'd put on our story. Mm. Have you been to uni? Yeah. Um, so I kind of asked that because I've not been to uni and Jesus has not been to uni. No. And um, I know people with chronic illnesses that have gone to like uni, for example. My sister went, not me saying this, but she went to Plymouth and my sister's got ME, um, mm. which is a different type of chronic illness. And where she was in halls and stuff, she really couldn't cope. And she her symptoms just got worse and worse. And so she had to actually leave Plymouth, but now she's with the open uni. So that's kind of why I answered that question to see yeah. if anyone else has kind of had an experience like that. Um, one of the reasons I never went to uni is because I was kind of worried that I wouldn't be able to manage it with my chronic yeah, illness, especially too, the degree, yeah. especially the degree that I would want to do. And you really like nursing is quite, yeah. you know, obviously like I'm thankful there's other ways to do it now. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, and then, so we had, 61% of people saying that they did go to uni, which is quite like yeah. just over half. Um, but like I said, there are many people that don't need to go to uni now. I don't really think uni's, I think like when my mum was growing up and like probably your parents, like you yeah. went to uni to get a better job, but now I don't yeah, feel exactly. like you need to do that at all. No, there's so many other um, ways. Isn't there? 100%. And then the next one was like, did you find juggling chronic illness, uni slash studying difficult? And 88% of people said yes because it's that yeah it's that balance isn't it of, it is yeah um you know balancing uni balancing like, the social life that goes along yeah, with uni exactly. like, especially like freshers first year I can imagine yeah. that'd be quite difficult I think um, also like again like it goes with anything but you know when you're having a flare-up like the last thing you want to do is like stare at a screen and study or stare 100%. at a book and study like- and then I kind of just answered the normal one of like what chronic illness do you have so we had endometriosis um yes adenomyosis adenomyosis i can never pronounce that Don't yeah, know why. It's tricky. Yeah. um lupus fibromyalgia which actually little sprinkle of fun facts in for you guys i'm actually having to go through the testing for fibromyalgia um i've got my gynae appointment tomorrow yay finally i am shitting it so it's a new consultant that did my previous surgery it's the nhs appointment um mm-hmm. i'm literally shitting it i'm not gonna lie i've just got, got this a book of pages good um we've got cfs me so all of those illnesses that we all we all know and love yeah you know? um so then i went on to medication because i know i've worked in jobs before where they've been like you can't take certain meds while you're working yeah my job now quite as long as i'm not taking like morphine at work they're yeah. kind of all right with it um so i usually can take some codeine at work but then i've got to be careful that i don't drive all that fun stuff but um i did put can you take your medication while working 25 percent of people said no um mm-hmm. and all the people on there work for healthcare which is interesting yeah um, and a lot interesting a lot of people did say yeah which is good like i feel like you know you need to take your meds to live you know i always kind of wanted to delve into the life of pip uh, uc is it yeah universal yeah. credit any monetary help from the government yeah. And um, 17% of people said they do receive PIP um, or universal credit. Um, yeah. So PIP, from what I know, is personal independent payments, yeah. I think. So the next question I asked or we asked was, do you think employers 
should receive a grant slash money from the government for people with chronic illness to cover sick pay because I know that obviously my manager's getting a bit mm-hmm. at me at the moment because I've been off sick but I hope I can help that you know um and it was a hundred percent of people that said yes yeah and I think I genuinely think that that it should be like I feel like if especially like if you've got if you've got off for a cold obviously not but if you've got a chronic illness and you're like known to be sick and have flare-ups and shit like that like come on yeah you know yeah exactly. um, and then i kind of asked a bit more about the pit payments and the general gist was that it's very difficult you have to go through tribunal mm-hmm. and then you have to like prove that you're not well but i think with the chronic illness that's harder because like you could wake up that day and be in a good day or yeah. you could wake up that day and be in a bad day and also so it's like, like a it's like a you know invisible illness so how are you going to prove what's inside of you like you don't i don't look sick no exactly you don't like, look sick i, I hate mean, that but i know even my mum like she has like multiple conditions she's got fibro me she's got osteoarthritis rheumatoid arthritis she's got yeah heart condition she's got so much and it literally took her like three years to get accepted by pip like she had to keep just um going to tribunal keep for going it. back yeah so bad it's crazy isn't it and i kind of asked what's your advice for someone applying for PIP um mm-hmm. and it was like it's not easy but it will be worth it in the long run yeah um definitely. so yeah and then I kind of asked we would love to hear your stories about working with chronic illness the good and the bad yeah um so personally from point of me I feel like sometimes my employers can be literally incredible with me and mm-hmm. so understanding and then the next day like it's inconvenient for them so I get it in the back and it's mm-hmm. like it's the whole thing of like I don't wake up that day and be like I'm gonna have a two-week flare-up because this flare-up has not been fucking fun I went off tea for three days that's awful that is awful I went off tea the only thing I could drink for like was like four days which was hot Ribena that's the only yeah. thing I could drink it's crazy then I ran man. out of Ribena and I couldn't get to the shop to get more it's crazy how your body like I'm so gives you I'm like sorry. food aversions but anyway I'm back on the tea now for anyone that's <laughs> really worried um <laughs> there's one here that said I had to change my job because my body could not take standing 30 hours plus a week I get that being on your feet all the time yeah I think fun. that's pretty much um, like me like I know we spoke about it earlier yeah. in the episode but that's literally the same as me um I couldn't do that so that's why I'm in a different career now but you're loving it and she's smashing it guys hopefully so new smashing it um and then this is the next one that I I put this up there because obviously I've been off sick and I felt so guilty this week and not not even like guilty but someone put something in the work group chat the other day and it was like well done for all your efforts this week because there's been short staffing or something and I just like I know it wasn't aimed at me but But it just makes you feel worse doesn't it it just puts like an extra dagger like yeah I've literally like spent probably two hours on the phone across this two weeks on the phone to my work mom just in tears yeah because like I feel bad for not being there and then it's been really busy and I just I just feel awful. Like there's no feeling like it. Like no, I and genuinely you literally felt awful can't do anything week. about it. Like and I think that's the worst thing. Like we're already in pain, but then we're getting so stressed about not being able to make it into yeah. work that then we're just overwhelming ourselves with emotions and then that literally just makes flare up worse because you just can't get your head around any of it and you're just drained. So it yeah, it's not nice at all. Yeah. On Sunday night I definitely had a bit of a mental breakdown. Grace was on we, the other end of my voice notes. We love them. 
we love them uh, Grace on the other end of my voice notes me just crying down my voice notes um because I just felt like it got to a point I think and I was like endo to just fucking have this yeah. one I think like, like you just get so exhausted and drained mentally and physically that you're just like oh I'm done take like me. I felt I felt a bit on a Saturday and I really need to like tidy my house a little bit um and this has gone away and I was literally like had to do like one thing like take the washing downstairs and then sit down for like an hour and yeah, I was like this ain't fucking normal crazy, 20 years it? old no it's um, crazy so I asked do you feel guilty not being at work when you're off sick and 100% of people said yeah it's mental isn't it like because it's like you know that thing I don't know if you've seen it before but it was like what feels illegal but isn't and it's like calling in sick yeah it's sick. so true and, like, yeah like yeah. I just like that the stress I get from like calling that number and being like hi it's me i'm pretty ill like yeah i know just I like, that. yeah sometimes they're like okay lovely like get better soon sometimes i'm like all right yeah you're like i'm sorry i used to hate it so much i used to like call in before like the work started so that it'd be on the voice message because i hated call- like talking to anybody <laughs> see i wish i could do that but i can't like i've actually got to talk to someone otherwise it's not yeah. legit no, in my yeah. old job I could literally just text the manager but i can't yeah. do that now like i still do i still text her and i text my team as yeah. well but I got a torch like the next department over from me. And I just, I feel like all they actually know about me is just when I call them sick. Yeah, exactly. And that just makes you feel so shit, doesn't it? Like, oh, here she like, is again. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, who's ringing? I bet they see my number pop up and they're like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I just, it's not a vibe for me, you know? No, um, not a vibe. So we love working with chronic illnesses. Yeah, but, um, so fun live laugh love live laugh um, love i think like the main thing to take from it is like obviously that you're not the only one in this situation and if you can yeah. even just connect if you do feel guilty obviously like i know brian knows like nothing really helps that like you're just gonna feel guilty like no matter what people say to you yeah but at least you know that there's people out there that feel the same and just connect in your community like it's so important and actually maybe they'll give you advice on how to how to approach that situation like if you're worried about calling in sick maybe they can give you some advice like things like that just just take everything and just you know don't worry about it because we're all literally in the same position like with chronic illnesses I think anyone feels bad um but yeah that was sort of all the stuff we had about work with chronic illness obviously everyone's different and I think it is different depending on what job you work in like if you work in healthcare if you work in retail if you work in marketing what I was going to say actually is regarding like guests and stuff if you do want to come on um we'll probably just put our email in the link tree yeah just, just send us an email let us know about you what chronic illness you have or I'll do that in a minute or do you know what even mental health illness chronic Fuck illness it, let's do mental it. health illness any, any kind illness of, any condition unless that you've you got have. like dmv and we don't want to fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously phobia's over here just come on and have a chat, chat with us. to us so we we'll put friends. our we'll put our email in the link tree and drop us a little email if you have any questions for us obviously ask them before coming on but literally just let us know all about yeah. you who you are where you're from what illness you have what you do for work like all of this fun stuff and then we'll get you on arrange a little arrange um, a little date date with you and then we'll come on and you can be a guest on our podcast so that'll be really fun you can be a guest on the guy in your waiting room it's Love literally it. a dream come true we really thank you guys and honestly also, like, like, like I've literally been ill in bed and the only thing I'm thinking about is this podcast yeah it's it's a big part of our lives also soon possibly you might have an episode of us together in the same place yes 
on from the being together that we're gonna like record a few like little videos like, yeah little instagram so reels together so yeah excited. literally so like Any... i'm gonna drop it when we're together like say or short it questions like come oh on. my god yeah yeah i love that i like, love say or short it yeah who, and yeah. i feel like so she's actually going to come down and see me with her boyf and yeah. i feel like we need to do like a who knows her better oh my god yeah i feel like i do <laughs> oh my god yes we have and, um, to you can do it with lynn's yeah yeah okay drop us an email can't wait to talk to you um, our email is the dining waiting room at gmail.com yeah it's quite easy to remember it's very easy to also over on instagram at the gynie waiting room tiktok is the gynie waiting room and we'll have some more content on tiktok for you very soon so and it's grace first endo bribe us endo yeah follow us follow the guy we love you room. we love you bye guys thank you so much for tuning in to episode three of the gynie waiting room season two we love you see you next week see you next week <sighs>